Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, tigers. We've got a deeply delicious episode for you here. I'm lucky enough to be snaffling the puddings of Newcastle Restaurant 21's head pastry chef, Helen Doyle. And oh my, please, they were so good. Fuck me. Off the charts, lads. What a smashing thing this world is sometimes. Thanks for listening to Hoovering, you stone-warm legends. Tell everyone else about it too, will you? That's the biggest favour you can do me ever. Just spreading the word. The second biggest favour you can do is give the podcast money. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all sorts of things I'll swap in exchange for money. Everything from guest recipes to tons of exclusive content uh, to discount tickets to live shows. Uh, If you could give the podcast a five star review wherever you got it from, I'd love that. And subscribe to it too. Those are all my favours I have to ask of you. Oh no, I'm sorry I've thought of one more. Will you please come and see me do my new show? wench it's going to be at the edinburgh festival all throughout august i've only got one day off and then um from september through till the end of november i'm touring the absolute socks off it go to my website jessicafosterq.com and there will be uh, links to all of the tour dates uh, which are being added to all the time if you look at it and think oh are you coming near my house i might be um i'm just still waiting on the old 
confirmations for a few more to come in. Right, okay, 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 let's have a podcast. No major warnings other than that Helen and I do get into some brief chat about fad dieting, but not, of course, in a celebratory way, like it ever would be. It's not possible for it to be. Um, But words are spoken on the topic if you need to steer clear of that. I wish I'd grilled her more about calories on menus, actually. Next time, okay, this time Helen and me met in Newcastle as I was passing, uh, and we met in her restaurant, 21, in the slightly more quiet mid-afternoon bit. Oh, we had a giggle. I can't believe how lucky I am sometimes. You just let me know when you want the food to come Okay, well, well we can do to... that whenever. We can do that whenever. Christoph, do you want to let them know just to send the dessert out as soon as they're ready? <clears throat> cool, thank you. What an absolute touch. You must be thinking, I've turned it on, by the way, um, you must be thinking, <laughs> who's this chancer who's basically <laughs> just bundled along on a Wednesday afternoon to get get some, some free, free puddings? <laughs> get in. Um, if it makes you... Um, I hate to admit it. Oh, maybe I can't. I can't. I just can't bring myself to say that straight away. Um, well, I want... One of my first... Well, I've got so many questions, and actually, I'm going to go quite... Um, idiot proof at the beginning yep. if that's all right yeah what is a pastry chef let alone a, a head pastry chef oh, because God. because there is an assumption it's all to do with pastry yes there is an assumption yeah and yeah. it's not right no it's not i mean we do we do do a lot of pastry yeah. but it's ice cream it's chocolate it's bread it's pastry it's jellies it's desserts oh, God, it's jellies all kinds of things yeah yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, I mean, because we've, we've got all the re- we've got a group of restaurants yeah. that we send, and we so the pub is predominantly we make the pork pies, we make the right. burger buns, and then we, we do the desserts for oh, them and brilliant. stuff. So it's quite versatile across across the group of the different restaurants, the different styles of things. Oh, it's so cool because I mean, it sounds like to the layperson like me, it feels well like king of the puddings. It basically sounds like one of the most sort of simultaneously one of the most sort of stressful never-ending sweaty <laughs> hard, hard jobs yeah but also at the same time you've got every child's dream job yeah yeah my little boy can't testing. walk through the door without asking for a bowl of ice cream <laughs> <laughs> well i wanted to get to that actually we've got similar age kids i think my six yeah alfie's five okay. yeah and i think um i wonder if there's a lot because i've i feel a little bit of pressure on me because i've got a podcast about eating that I've got. I'm meant to have a particularly gourmand, well, well-fed kid, and um, yeah. there's a lot of pressure, isn't there? Is yeah. your kid ever allowed just some nuggets and a Freddo? Yes. Yeah. For you. It is. It is real, um, and it has to happen to everyone. I'm yeah. afraid. Um, but no, he does. He does. And it, I always was very conscious that when he got to school, that probably most things that he was going to eat were going to be beige. Yeah. So we're in the beige era now. Yeah. Well, um, once you're at school, there's no stopping the beige. Yeah. On beige, yeah. is there? They can't. They're not going to. Like no. uh, have four peas and you could then you can yeah, have that's it exactly yeah, so no feast. he does he does and he's got a very sweet tooth has he yeah which yeah, well, has to come I from I wonder if that is universal actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it no. has to come from I spoke over you there yeah I think it's got a, I mean I don't know I was going to say it was going to it's got to come from him being around and yeah. me a lot and yeah and just, if you're making amazing stuff I yeah. mean you're the, the absolute dr- dream mum yeah. for a five year old. <laughs> It's just puddings getting tested all the time. Sweet things, <laughs> heaven. And um, my kids. Are, so, so I also it feels really <laughs> feels really. I don't know whether this, I don't know. I'm building up too much. Is it all right to ask if, um, even though you're a pastry chef, would you always choose a pudding over a starter? <gasps> oh, controversial. Yeah, and whatever your answer is, do you have to say that? Uh, 
so I'm going to say I actually would normally go for a starter <gasps> because I generally crave salty things. Me too. Be- that I was think what I didn't want to confess as soon as yeah, I said hello. Yeah, yeah. I do like sweet things, but I'm an absolute starter bastard. Yeah, I've got same. a salt tooth, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and I do. Even when I when I when I was younger and I was on service, yeah, and in particularly in this kitchen, you're right next to the starter section, and I would eat any leftover salty salad that mm. was in loads of dressing or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. that had loads of salt and yeah. vinegar and stuff mm. on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm into it. Um, had some salt and vinegar crisps on the train, and just <laughs> give me a lovely flashback. Um, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? But then, like starter chefs don't get their own special name like pastry chef do they no we should invent one for them yeah like what is salty pastries chef. yeah exactly <laughs> Sal- lettuce chef it's, it's never gonna sound as sexy as pastry is it no. nothing trumps pastry <laughs> yeah um oh okay brilliant well that's got the that's got the really contentious <laughs> starters versus puddings chat out the way <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about something you've eaten in the last few weeks which has brought you um, a sort of memorable or extra amount compared to usual of joy or wonder mm. or satisfaction maybe. Mm. Something positive. Without it sounding too wanky. Oh, bring it. I mean, I've come up to Newcastle from London. Okay. You're talking to King of Wanky. So- I've got a bloody <laughs> Mac on. <laughs> I've got a rain mac on. So we have got a tart, an Almalfi lemon tart on the menu, Ooh. which we're actually going to try. And oh. it is just the absolute bomb. And I do oh. find myself in the fridge sometimes at five o'clock in the morning, ramming a slice of lemon tart down my throat. Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited <laughs> about that. I went, um, have you ever been to the Amalfi Coast? I haven't, but we, we actually, that was one of the holidays that we cancelled with COVID. Oh, so we've still got it on the yeah, list, okay. but I do really want to go. Oh, here's hoping. I went years ago. We took, just before he was too, um, well, I was just going to say mad, too mad to take anywhere. We took the granddad <laughs> <laughs> um, to Sorrento and it was extraordinary. And the lemons were the thing yeah. that are the sort of takeaway everywhere. Even if, even... I mean, there's bits of it that have become so touristy or whatever, but we can mm-hmm. still eat extraordinary food. And we stayed in, this was a while ago now, but we stayed in the Hilton and it was so, it was like really 90, it hadn't been done up since the 60s, but that made it cool. Even better, yeah. It was yeah. like <laughs> yeah. being in Mad Men or yeah. something. But the, it, it's just lemon trees everywhere. Yeah. Just And there's no one cares if you take a lemon off a tree because it's all about it. Yeah. Um, but I didn't love limoncello. I remember that. That's, there's a little um, bit too much of that everywhere. But, yeah, I've, d- oh. just, I've, I've been really into the Stanley Tucci thing recently. Oh yeah, on BBC, and that's really yeah. he's going all over Italy. That's really brought it back home to us needing to book a holiday. Yeah, get, get over yeah. there. Yeah. Do you, as a chef, go on like holidays with eating in mind? I feel like I've only just become grown up enough to start. I feel doing like that. that's pretty much all we do. Really, that is what that is what the holiday is booked around. <laughs> Great. Um, so the the restaurants are or the market or whatever is picked first and then destination follows after yeah. that. Oh, but does that, does it potentially stop it being a holiday if you know that you're going like to I gather ideas and... No, it become, no. you're just excited to get yeah. there. I think because it's so, it's so, my husband's a chef as well, yeah. so it is predominantly our life. Yeah. Um, it's just too exciting, all yeah. of it, to do it and to get there and to try the stuff and... Oh, I want to know now about some of your travelling eating mm. adventures. Just the culture around it yeah. as well, all of it. The culture, the life, the, the whole side, all of it is yeah. just 
what it's about. We went to the last holiday we had before we came before COVID was Vietnam, <gasps> and I still think about. I, st- I say to Martin, like regularly, when will we ever get back to a point where we're sitting on a little stool in Vietnam? We got that the day we flew in there, we had Alfie with us as well. We found this chicken noodle on the corner of the street. It was a garage turned into a noodle joint. Yes, please. And we sat down and had ordered this bowl of noodles, got a couple of beers, and I started crying because oh. it was just so amazing. Oh. Alfie was asleep in his pram. Oh, and I was God. just bawling my eyes out over this bowl of chicken noodles that cost about £1.50. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can picture it, you know, yeah. and I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's emotional to even hear about it. <laughs> when something just hits the spot, isn't it? It's totally. just a time and a place, just a... It was the moment. noise, it was the people, it yeah. was everything that was going on, and I was just, that was it. The noodles just finished me off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, it is lovely, isn't it? I, I, had a, I remember, it's not the same because it's not so food-related, but I remember being in Spain when my son was three, and um, he was a handful at three. Mm-hmm. And um, it, so holidays didn't really feel like a holiday, yeah. like, in that sense. Yeah. Um, but there was one afternoon where... Um, we were sort of enough in the shade, but it was still really sunny and he'd fallen asleep with his head sort of on my lap, on my tummy, that I was reclined. And I had an hour and a half there and someone, well, I think it was my mum, bought me a margarita. Oh, bliss. With like the salts around the rim and <laughs> yeah. that lemon with that salt. <laughs> yeah. And that, I remember having this, oh, wow. Oh, my crumbs. Yes, oh, my lovely, crumbs. thank you. Yeah, just stick them yeah. down, thank you very much. Oh my god. It gosh. is their memories, isn't it? The things yeah. like that that just absolutely bring it back. And I feel like we we had a holiday. We actually went to we go to San Sebastian. We've been quite a few times. That's now. my dream list, that's on my oh, bucket list, that place. It's a must, especially with your child. Yeah. It's oh, really? got such a really good balance of because it's right on the coast and it's right on the beach, and then the pinchos bars yeah. are really close. And when you stood in these pinchos bars, it's so easy and all the kids are out in the streets playing the balance of child. An adult is perfect. Do you know what? I, I, I'm so glad you've said that. I, it's been on my list, but it's not been... So, he eats everything, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have thought to take perfect. him to places to have pinchos 24-7, yeah. which would be what it's all about. Yeah. My f- only concern left about going there is that my girlfriend's vegetarian, and I wonder whether she'd... be she'd, fine. She'd be all right yeah, now. Yeah, she'd be yeah. fine. Totally fine. There was lo- there's loads of stuff. I mean, oh don't get us wrong. There's other things. Yeah. Like, there's like... It, she would have to watch me eat a bit of octopus. Yeah, yeah. But there is a lot. Of, there is a lot of veggie stuff as well. Yeah. Should be totally fine. Oh my god, I can't wait. Right, and look at these. Uh, yeah. I wish the people listening could uh, see this. Incredible. Oh, I don't want my shadowy hand in there. Oh my god, what's that flower on the roof of that? So this is a rose panna cotta mm. with Alfonso mangoes, and they they <gasps> they have a really short season, but they're just in season at the minute. There's an amazing comedian called Sindhu V yeah. who in the lockdowns uh, went real viral oh. going with her obsession sharing these love of these Alfonso mangoes. Yeah. She had some delivered to my house by a man in the middle of the night. It was the dodgiest thing that had ever happened. My whole road thought I was getting a load of drugs. He swerved up parts. He looked so dodgy. And then he just had this tray of Alfonso mangoes and she taught me how to eat them not doing that sort of crisscross slice and yeah. then turning it inside out. She said, no, you just carve off quarters and, and then like you just glide for the it, quarter, yeah. like down, <laughs> like, like skin it basically, yeah. but from the inside out with yeah. your whole face. Yeah, perfect. Oh, yeah. And that's those. Yeah. <gasps> So I ro- didn't even know we were in the season. Yeah, just now. Rose panna cotta, Alfonso mango with cardamom sherbet, and then the Almalfi oh, lemon tart. 
dig in. Cardamom sherbet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Enjoy. Right. Oh well. I mean, are you meant to try everything in one on one spoon. You've got separate, and then I'm going to go separate to start yeah. with. Oh, cardamom sherbet. I'm really giddy about. Mm. Oh my god. That's amazing. Nice. Oh wow. Oh, I'm a bit lost for words. That is so lovely. I didn't know what that was going to taste like. It's creamy than I expected it to be, but there's this really... Oh, it's so light. Mm -hmm. And the rose, the rose balances really well with the Alfonso mango. Okay, right. Oh, God. I already know what I'm in for. It's so... You don't expect it to be as perfumey, do oh, you? Oh, they're unreal. I think what you, I think particularly oh with the Alfonso's God. though, why it's such a good way to eat them, how your mm. friend told you, is because the skin actually has a load of fragrance. So right. when you eat them like that off the skin, you get you get that smell yeah. of the skin. Yeah. I mean, if you've never tried one of these and you're listening, it 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 just sort of it makes every other mango you've tasted just taste like water. Yeah, it does. Like sort of mango, <laughs> f tiny mango squash or something yeah. compared to. They are. I'm just carrying on. I mean, we we would when we were down in London a couple of weeks ago with a yeah. young lad that we have at the minute in the pastry doing a competition, and he the mm. the boxes and boxes of Alfonso's. We filled the car up on the yes. way home. Yes, <laughs> get in. Well, my friend Sindhu's got a man. <laughs> I'm sure he's driving in the middle of the night up to Newcastle. <laughs> oh, that biscuit's lovely too. I'm going in and one with all three things on. Mmm. Mmm. That's the first time I've got a cardamom. So nice. Whoa! <laughs> what a fucking treat. That is amazing. God. What is, is a panna cotta? Mm -hmm. What is that? It's just a, it's a set cream, basically. Mm. Mm. God, it's ice cream for grown-ups, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because, because it's not as cold as ice cream. I feel like you're getting a really different experience of all the flavours in there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Mmm. Delicious. I couldn't give myself a minute before I go into lemons and ask you other things. Would you talk to me about eating growing up? How did you end up being such a clever clogs at this? Was eating growing up really snazzy? I don't know if it was snazzy. It... We just, my mum would cook, though, a lot. Mm. There was a lot of cooking. It wasn't always snazzy, though, but it wasn't, but it was always home cooked. Yeah. Which I think makes a bit of a difference. But I think it's predominantly, it's working, it's a balance of travelling. Yeah. And working for a good company. Right, Which right, I think right. are the two things that have helped navigate me into... Yeah knowing things and understanding things but travel has a massive part to do with it that's exciting you've got to get out there yeah you've got to experience it yourself totally. you've got to eat out you've got yeah, to yeah. go and eat and as well hospitality is hospitality you want to you want to enjoy it you want the customer to enjoy it i want you to enjoy it well you i really am <laughs> <laughs> you're in no danger there whatsoever um yeah, it's so interesting, isn't it? So, so, but brought up on, I guess, as a child eating good for you, were you never fussy as a kid? No, I wasn't. No, no there was never any fussiness. Not that I can remember anyways, and not that my mum and dad ever tell me that there was, but I don't think so, definitely not. Would you have ever, was there anything else you ever wanted to do, or was it always this? No, I, I left school as soon as I could. Yeah. 
I've got quite bad dyslexia, uh-huh. so I didn't enjoy. I enjoyed school, friends, all of that side of it. I didn't enjoy school though. Yeah, I left and went to college. And kind of just, like a lot of people do in our industry, fell into catering. Right. And catering college, it was like, what am I going to do? So I ended up going to catering college. <clears throat> I, one thing I was really good at at school was art. I was okay. quite arty. I've got quite a, f- a little bit of a flair like that. So well, this I think is it, art. Yeah, it is. And I think it, the two just merged in together. Yeah. I, was quite, I was only about 17 and I got my first pastry chef's job. Wow. So I left. Bloody hell. I left college. It's a high pressure job for a seventeen-year-old. I left college and moved out of home and went to live at this live at the living hotel, a hotel yeah. called Charabia over in the Lake District. Okay. And um, that was it. The rest was history. Oh, it's so good! <laughs> I love it. Um, it's so interesting, actually, and lovely to hear that route of like, it sort of what sort of applied creativity would yeah. work out and then it sort of finds you yeah um yeah oh. which I think is hard when I think about Alfie particularly yeah I do I worry I worry that the schools don't have enough they don't give you options of potentially having a successful career as a as a pastry chef or no. as the forestry commission or yeah. as a florist or as an artist it, it's very it it just does seem very academic. It, well, and in that way as well, where you go, at what point are we going to acknowledge that robots will be doing most of the jobs that we're still training yeah. children for? Yeah. Like with the way, the style in which we're teaching maths and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and you seem to need to be both politically up for it and a millionaire to send your kid to a school where they do focus on yeah. creativity and yeah. sort of left brain thinking it's not fair yet is it no it's not um, yeah oh, I'm with you on that one I, I panic regularly yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> although because I do such a silly job as stand up part of me does secretly hope my son becomes an accountant <laughs> <laughs> I desperately wanted to have a bit more sort of security yeah. um, but he's already a fucking massive show off so I mean, I'm in trouble but he's also a nerd so there is there's a yeah. bit of hope yeah he's got a few key rings on his belt at any given time <laughs> Man, massive geek I mean, and I'm thank god um, yeah um, oh what else oh, I, I think it's funny isn't it if you look at people's motives for ending up with the job that they're they're in and, and actually I think as worrying now as well is the idea that people might go into something like this um, where I think even if you end up in comedy you've got more of an excuse for having this as your motivation but to become a celebrity I think there's an mm-hmm. element of that now yeah absolutely like it's kind of famous or bust yeah um, and when that's your I've found from the people I've met in my career doing that <laughs> it's not particularly happy path if, it, if that's where you're going you've yeah. got to care about what it is you're making absolutely totally um, yeah. and how it's received in the room that you, or you're delivering it yeah. in I do think there's some parallels in there and, and with huge... how it's changing it's great that we've made our chefs celebrities in the mm-hmm. sense that I think it gives you guys a bit more power over tr- setting trends yeah. certainly in terms of environmental consciousness yeah. and stuff like that yeah. um, a bit pushback against perhaps faddy environmental movements mm-hmm. and, you know it, we, it's educational it's for people highlighted, who are interested hasn't in it. it yeah it's highlighted a lot of things that go on in our industry as yeah. well and stuff oh, like absolutely that. Yeah. in terms of how people are treated yeah. and stuff like that and you, when we were talking in advance of doing this you were saying one of the things you're really keen to talk about is getting more people just back into this into the job. industry yeah. yeah yeah it's it's really it's quite scary that 
Brexit and COVID yes. and how they've affected our industry massively. Um, it's quite depressing, actually. How I want, I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to get into Brexit. I think people understand we're still in too much at the cold face of everything that's happened with COVID. Yeah. And I guess that's literally just places have closed down because yeah. they couldn't continue through the lockdowns mm-hmm. and weren't given sufficient support yeah. to be all right through yeah. being shut down all that time. Yeah. Um, and I, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I'm... I don't mind slagging the government off. I, oh, me I'm neither. Not, good. Well, there we go. Let's <laughs> relax and get into some of that then. Um, it feels like you get lots of these sort of, I mean, it's a bad example because he's awesome, but some sort of, they love to find an individual to, whose story you can lord up as, as um, someone who, against all odds, set up, you know, they weren't working in their restaurant anymore, so they set up from their own kitchen and yeah. became a billionaire and they also fed the homeless. You're like, yeah, that's going to be one in how many people whose yeah. livelihood that was. Yeah. Um, it's just not how the world works that we then all become individualistic heroes yeah. like that um, yeah but oh, uh, yeah talk to me about Brexit then because I think that's one that there's a little bit less sort of understanding I just don't think that's... there's I don't think anybody realises how many different cultures are behind the scenes yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. they just don't nobody understands that or realises the manpower and how many mi- the mix of people and cultures that are that make something tick yeah, um, and it's quite—it's it, really depressing. I mean, I—I've got friends in London who do the same job as me, um, and they were saying that COVID hadn't even really affected them, but Brexit had absolutely floored them. Okay, because there's just so many people that have gone home, right? Um, and there's huge workforces that just aren't there anymore, which is just absolutely devastating for them and for us. Um, and I think it becomes a point, especially with COVID, to add in the mix as well that we didn't. Everybody kind of started to forget that this is hospitality. And mm. hospitality is supposed to be about enjoying food round a table with friends and family. Yeah. And that was all, and that just was slowly disappearing and it was turning into a fight and everybody was treading water and trying to survive. But it's slowly coming back. You can feel it. We'd done a, we'd done a takeout here, a 21 at home takeout. Amazing. And it was amazing. But there were so many times where you'd walk into the restaurant and the restaurant was empty and the lights were off. And mm. it was just, dev- you were desperate to see some people sat around a table enjoying yeah. some food and having a nice time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that takes culture and it takes workforce and it takes people and then people just aren't there anymore, which is quite sad. So, uh, yeah, because I think my first instinct when you say the impact of Brexit it's literally oh, maybe I'm such a basic bitch but my thought was like oh you can't we haven't got the access to products to foods no that's that a stuff, huge part of it is as well it, yeah. it is, and as much as that yeah. the physical humans yeah. aren't if you're not welcome to yeah, yeah. work here oh I know um, what a mad thing actually and the impact of that is only going to get exacerbated over time because at the moment we've still got the people who have stayed living here mm-hmm. from pre-Brexit mm-hmm. but as time goes on we're going to have less and less access to yeah how are we expecting to fill those places I don't know you know it's... we didn't get the lockdown baby boom that we were hoping we'd have needed 15 <laughs> years before they could even help us with a bit of waiting work washing yeah. up yeah that's we're going to have to get Alfie and Rudy washing up yeah. into our into cookery <laughs> earlier than we'd planned it's the only way forward um but like you were saying as well, then a crucial part of becoming kind of amazing at that is the travel. Yeah. You've just put a massive yeah, obstacle in the way of that. Mm-hmm. It's certainly in terms of going, well, I'm going to really experience the eating culture of this place, not just go for a holiday. I'm going yeah. to live there for six months. Yeah. Or... I mean, I was heartbroken by it, thinking of, not so much about thinking of, about <coughs> myself, but thinking about Alfie being able to go and work and yeah. some of these other countries and stuff that 
that is no longer as easy mm-hmm. or as accessible anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a... It's a bit of a heart fuck, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, some sillier questions then, but also first, can I try that yeah, lemon one? Yeah, get into the lemon tart. <laughs> What's in that? That's just a Chantilly cream next to it. Just a... Sh- oh, did you hear that? <laughs> oh, it's a good noise for a podcast. That was me cutting through the big... I'm just using my thumb. Don't tell anyone. I told them. <laughs> I'm a trollop. I'm sorry. Me. I've gone for quite a big bit. Hmm... Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's so good, isn't good. it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Mm. It start. Oh, <laughs> so obvious. <laughs> I was about to say it starts at the front and goes to the back. But do you know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it sets fireworks off in order yeah. from the front to the back of your tongue. Is that to do with how the different taste buds for the different things Yeah, it all work. hits the, the salty, the sweet. All of them. And then it's sour, like yeah. shimmering, like a sherbet, like yeah. a fizzy. That's it. Right at the back, like right at the vocal cords. Yeah. Or you could, I could be forgiven for momentarily think I'm an all right singer. Just <laughs> for the excitement that goes on in that moment when the, yeah. when the really sourest bit hits you in the back. It is very good. I must Oh sit, my I must God, admit. it's so good. <laughs> oh God, I need to figure some questions. I've got longer answers. <laughs> um... Have you ever accidentally, or indeed on purpose, eaten anything that wasn't food? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm trying to think. Well, by the way, can I, I eat this flower? Yeah, you can. I don't think I have. We have. Like, I've got a bit of a funny story when I was younger. Yeah. One of it, I didn't eat it, but one of my old head pastry chefs, she'll kill me for telling you this. <laughs> um, the front of the house used to eat all the, the chocolates that we used to make, the petty fours that we mm. used to make. So, you know when you get the polystyrene things in boxes? Yeah. When deliveries come in, I don't know if you... Like, we get big deliveries in and they've got these white polystyrene things yeah. in them. They're blue now, actually, because they're a bit more eco-friendly. Anyways, um, she got me to dip a load of them in chocolate <gasps> and put them on the pass. It's, so the front house would pick them up and eat them. <laughs> Amazing. And did they? Yeah. And did they pretend to like them? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's how much of a eating we do with our like anticipation <laughs> and our back brain, isn't it? That we'd be like, oh, yum, yum. What's yeah. inside those? I know. So, yeah, that I, so I didn't, but they, they did. Oh, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, I've really enjoyed eating that, Rose. Good. That was really great. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> it does taste like you. it's going to taste, doesn't it? Just taste of a rose. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we scoffing roses all the time? I, I feel like all anyone talks about is that nasturtiums are edible, but I've never... Yeah, roses. roses, yeah. Roses. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. They had a real, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very mm. flavoursome. Yeah, that's how you say it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, I mean, I ask everybody this, but for you, I wonder if it's a worse or a better question, but like... How does what you do for work affect how you eat? <laughs> oh, God. I, I probably don't eat anything sweet at all. Right. If, if anything, it'll be maybe like a packet of Harry Bows or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. But definitely, I don't... I Tangfastic or original. Yeah, no, yeah, tang, thank yeah. you. I don't... <laughs> I don't bake at home. Absolutely yeah, fine. not. Absolutely fine. Um, I'll cook at home. I definitely don't do any baking. Great. So, yeah... I don't know, really. That, does it stop the like the hours that you work affects? I don't know. So over the course of this, I've been doing this podcast for like four years, and on that in that time, I've been on a real journey with my eating and sort of come out of a mm-hmm. lifetime of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Mainly kind of just cycles of shitty diets that are inevitably going to fail, followed by binging, followed by just misery, and had some read some great stuff, bit of a sort of re-education, yeah, and some. I'm very lucky some really good therapy and the podcast has helped but um, over the course of that time I've learned that for me to be happy um, I need to eat with fuck all rules yeah. very intuitively yeah. and try and sort of see what I feel like and then have it or see if I'm hungry yeah. and have it and yeah. see if I'm full and stop etc yeah. and I do wonder whether I do realise the privilege I have in having the self-employment that I have in the sense that that is I'm very busy sometimes that can hinder Effect like how well I can notice if I'm hungry or full or whatever. Yeah. But um, I can generally, and financially, I'm very fucking lucky. I can generally choose when to eat and yeah. what to eat. Yeah, and I understand see, what you mean. Now. And yeah. I wonder whether actually, when you work in a kitchen, that is the hardest job to have yeah. and still connect to those things. Yeah, it is. It is. It is difficult. Yeah. I would say it was a lot more difficult when I was younger. Right. Um, and I'd say that Alfie was a turning point as mm. well. Because I wanted, to, I wanted to cook for both of us. Yeah, um, it wasn't just me surviving really yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah. which you do when you're younger, don't you? Yeah. Um, so I would say definitely as I got older, after having Alfie, I definitely became more aware. Yeah. I was more comfortable. Yeah. Um, probably the most comfortable I ever was in myself as well, believe it or not, after yeah. having a baby, which you would probably think would be the other way around. Maybe. Oh no, I had the same thing. I yeah. felt like a superhero walking yeah. around. I'd change, I'd get naked in swimming pool changing rooms when I was pregnant in a way that I'd never could yeah. before <laughs> and probably wouldn't do since. Yeah. But like I thought, I'd, I'm so, this body's serving a purpose and I couldn't give a shit what yeah. you think. Yeah. It was amazing yeah. feeling. Yeah. Free, so, freeing. definitely. 
since Alfie it's got better but yeah I would say there was it was you so you're just so busy and when you're younger you want the hours you want to be in there you want yeah, to be traveling yeah, yeah. you want to be stuck in there and getting in the mix so I probably was just grabbing things that weren't particularly healthy weren't particularly it was just fuel I think yeah, yeah for a yeah. long time but I would say now 100% cooking eating yeah and it's enjoyable more at home because we want to make sure we sit around the table yeah, a yeah, couple yeah. of times a week at least. Um, granted, I will sometimes just give him a Weetabix and a banana as well. Fair play. <laughs> Absolutely fair play. But it, but yeah, it is, is. he a good eater? Is he? He is. He's very oh, good. That's good. Yeah, he is. I've. Um, re- I'm very lucky that Rudy's a really good eater, but he's very pernickety about at the moment about how things are displayed, and he's oh, got wow. a very disappointing chef parent in me. <laughs> but Weetabix made me think of that because the other morning he uh, he said he'd have Weetabix for the first time in ages. Uh-huh. He was up for Weetabix, but I had to make it look like it is on the box, <laughs> and they've, on the box they've got two sort of like nestled on top of each yeah. other in a fan shape. Who the fuck's having their yeah. Weetabix like that? You could see three blueberries, so that was all he'd have. So I had to tuck a few more like, underneath. He was like, oh, I can't see them. It had strawberries on it, which I didn't have. And the funny. So he was like, well, where are they? It, all you need is two strawberries. I was yeah. like, I got no one selling me two strawberries, love. And then he would only eat it if I like splashed, because in the picture, the milk's splashing up the side. Right, so yeah. I had to sort of like really chuck the milk in. I can't believe I pandered to it. Now I'm telling you about it. I feel embarrassed that I've pandered you to it. You do, the, though, don't this, you? Yeah, you do. Well, just to get... Yeah, yeah, you find yourself doing all yeah. kinds of things like that. Yeah. Oh, and I mean the yin and the yang in terms of like health. I, 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 I can get himself porridge, which I don't even like. So that's hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate it, but it's never, it's never like what I really want is this. But he'll have porridge with like blueberries and seeds. <laughs> And he'll only have that if there's also biscoff and jam. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't knock it, really, can you? He knows. They get to a certain point and they know what you're doing. Yeah. And they know how to to play you. Yeah, absolutely. No, they do, definitely. Yeah. We've actually got a farm that's close to us that is through covid started doing the milk dispensing you know the dispense <gasps> milk stuff oh incredible so we were going up and buying that through the lockdown and have ca- um, continued since um but i bought some milk from the supermarket the other day and gave it to him and he just turned his nose up and pushed it back my way oh, i was like that oh god i was yeah and then we were on somewhere we were on the train coming back from york one day um and he was like mom i really want a piece of battenberg and i was like okay you're probably the only four-year-old that i know that's asking for a bit of battenberg specifically battenberg and then he got louder and louder and you could see all these people on the train just being like what is this child on about wanting battenberg and i was like i looked at mine and i was like someone needs to get him to shut up i haven't got any battenberg with me my friend my friend had the funniest one of these that i've ever heard it was her niece, actually, but they, they'd been away visiting friends for a weekend, all of them, and it was a big night, you know, like, kids all had a massive sleepover, everyone's hanging the next day, so they just went to, like, a proper side-of-the-road greasy spoon, yeah. where you've just got, like, t- ten variations on the same fry-up, basically, yeah. with or without, ev- you know, fried bread, whatever, and then... Um, the woman and working in there was lovely and said to their at the time three-year-old niece do you want what do you want some squash or some milk and she went have you got any elderflower <laughs> yeah well it was one of them moments yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i wanted the train to just open up and swallow me up <laughs> elderflower <sighs> what yeah <laughs> what? what is that yeah absolutely brilliant um 
Yeah, my, I think it's funny, isn't it? I don't think so. I, was, I think I was brought up with some really great food, but I, we would never, it just wasn't snazzy. Even the difference, I've got half-sisters mm-hmm. who are, and a brother, but they're all like, they all came along when I was, I was 16 and now older. But the difference in them as well, I remember my sister saying to my mum, as a teenager, I only like peppers if they're roasted. I'm thinking, <laughs> I didn't know I had a roasted pepper in the 90s, the 80s. You didn't know to roast a bloody pepper. No, absolutely not. Um, I can't ask you that. You're a chef. Have you ever... I'm going to do it. It's coming out of my mouth. Have you ever eaten food intended for a pet? <laughs> no, I haven't. No, okay, great. No problem. Uh, <laughs> um... Has someone's behaviour, this is a good one for maybe for you, has someone's behaviour when it comes to eating ever put you off them as a person? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it must have done in terms of customers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Customers. But also friends as well. I mean, customers but... regularly. <laughs> I love to hear it. Um, but I, yes. I love that so much. There is a handful of friends that yeah. will irritate me no end. Right. With fussiness? Or... Um, fussiness lack of education I suppose it yeah. is is what it comes down to but sometimes just got the wrong opinion yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah regularly particularly I've got some friends at home sorry guys <laughs> but they are just sometimes I can't even, I'll, it just irritates me you know, I'm pescatarian but I'll eat this but I'll eat that oh, yeah, same yeah, yeah. and it oh. just it drives me I, get, I, feel, I can feel myself sweating when I'm sat next to them <laughs> <laughs> I think part of the problem is that we're sort of we're in an era at time of recording it's 2022 and I'm trying I'm in the middle of writing a new show and it's fascinating to me we're in an era of obsession with labels yeah. and picking identities yeah. and having really fucking long complicated identities mm-hmm. like it's a weirdly it's made everything a bit more exclusory mm-hmm. I think because you, actually who Put, like, um, is there probably one seventeen-year-old anywhere who mm-hmm. understands everything mm-hmm. that is the possible option out there in terms of labelling? And when you do it in terms of um, identifying as somebody who eats in a certain way, it's so unhealthy. It's a minefield. It's well, so also, unhealthy. it's so unhealthy. This is it. You're upset. It's yeah. an obsession. It's if you're so constantly unhealthy. looking out for things you do, do or don't like, or can or can't have. Yeah. Everybody thinks they've got fucking gluten intolerance. Yeah. Have they shit? Yeah. It's so unhealthy, and I I really struggle with because sugar is sugar's a really oh, it's a, of course it's the it's it's right now's demon yeah, isn't it absolutely when we were growing up it was fat mm-hmm. and then well for me anyway through my teens and twenties it became carbs yeah well twenties and early thirties but now it's sugar and I and I understand that I do I understand yeah, and I sure. get it and I understand levels of it <clears throat> but if you're gonna just just don't eat a load of shit. Yeah. the rest of the time yeah. and come in and have a nice slice of Almalfi lemon tart if you're going to have a quota on how much sugar you have it's coming here and having pudding yeah, to use and that just, quota up yeah. instead of it and I, I, I do you know there is a there's a huge I mean it, this could go on forever there's yeah. a huge battle with hidden sugars that go in everything left right yeah, and centre of course that we don't um, know but it is It's re- this whole it's so unhealthy yeah all of the fads all of the identities all of the it's super it's just sort of obsession and control, isn't it? As yeah. opposed to, I suppose it goes back to that intuition. Your body tells you quite quickly if you've had more sugar. Yeah. You feel like shit. Yeah. If you've had more, yeah. like, stuff that's really packed with processed sugars and stuff. Absolutely, and, you don't. And not. Yeah. So, you can trust your body mm-hmm. to s- stop you. I think yeah. when people go, I have a friend, oh, I'm going to leave this in. A friend who's got a really successful podcast called The Guilty Feminist called Deborah, who's 
paid someone to put her on an ayahuasca trip so that she could have revelations about herself and she seems to have mainly come away <laughs> having learnt from the ether that she's got a sugar addiction <laughs> oh Debs um, we've had it out and I've tried to explain it. you can't technically I don't think be addicted to sugar but you can but it's that what that my problem with that and problems is a bit, a bit strong I'm mainly tickled by it but my thought on that is I think when you go down that road of like well it's an addiction I'm going to have a zero sugar diet I'm going to do this or I'm allowed this many grams of something um, that road leads to restriction it's terrible I'd done it I'd done it I'd done a fad diet before I got married right <laughs> fad diet fad exercise yeah yeah it was the worst thing I ever done because I, I lost loads of weight yeah. but put loads of weight straight back on after it yeah. but found myself one night because there was no sugar allowed. Yeah. Ringing my husband, who was leaving work at mid, like at eleven or midnight, to you have to go and find a shop that's open and get me some Haribos. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have probably killed him if yeah. And then I if sat in it and it. just wolfed the whole packet down. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, that's it. And then your body's like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either way, isn't it? Yeah. And like oh, all of them, all the ones we like worse. I have got terrible headaches, but, you know, I've got it. You're like, well, do you think that the terrible headaches is probably a sign you should have a... Oh, my have that cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My God. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, it is bizarre what we do to ourselves. Have you always had a pretty... Uh, have you always had a good relationship with eating historically even through your teens and stuff? Probably, I'd probably say not with my teens. No. Just through... You were, there's this just this terrible obsession, isn't there, that you should lose weight and yeah. that you should be... <laughs> tiny yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and i'm not tiny I'm no, not, and i never would i never will be i've got i'm too there's too many boobs and too many bu- <laughs> too many bums um, no matter how many how, bums have you got <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much weight i lost they, they've never yeah, disappeared yeah. Yeah. um but yeah i would say probably in my teens not that anything that sticks in my mind vividly yeah but I would say I was always really conscious and obviously before I got married, I went on that stupid diet yeah, yeah, and stupid yeah. exercise because you've got this obsession, haven't you? That, yeah. Which is which which is a worry and because it, I feel like that's all intensified since I was a kid. Oh I, God, social media, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I just so can't remember ever having any, yeah, I can't remember having any makeup on. I used to yeah. wear my brother's hand-me-downs. Like, yeah. I can't remember ever getting done up really that much. Um, so it is quite terrifying that that's just magnituded, if that's the right word. To another, yeah. to another level totally another level isn't it yeah if we yeah I mean we just we were just kind of had it hammered in that if you're thin you're better yeah the thinner you are the better you are yeah and that was very like of its time but now there's that and there's like augmented reality effectively yeah like, like genuinely impossible mm-hmm. waistlines yeah. whatever you did yeah. you know and and I'm not even going to get into surgeries and stuff. I know. I will be here all night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Worst looking or smelling but best tasting thing you've ever eaten? Wow. Worst looking, worst smelling? It could be looking or smelling. Hmm. I'm probably going to say Vietnam. Okay. Where my husband had, I think they called it a fermented egg. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, which still had little chick's feet in it. <gasps> yeah. Possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. And she, she Martin, want, Martin will try anything. Yeah. Um, and she was banging on about them, this woman on this food stand, this food stall. So he got one and he couldn't even stomach. And he's got the stomach of 
yeah. an iron rod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was just her. And she sprinkled it with salt as well. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. But that's got to be... This will really bring out the, um, the claws... <laughs> The sort of nuttiness of the yeah. of the knuckles. Yeah. So that's got to wow. be. Yeah, that has to be that's one of the worst. There. Yeah, fermented egg. Mm-hmm. Up to you, listeners. If you Google that, <laughs> I don't know that I will be. I'm not sure that I will be. Um, well, because of we're, what we're eating is so extraordinary, and because of your skills with a Z on the end, <laughs> what's the swankiest thing you've ever eaten? <gasps> swankiest. I mean, and before you had tried this lemon tart, God, I'm, make I'm a loud probably going to say there's. It's not. Is it swanky? I don't know. There's a re, there's mm. a restaurant called Chezami Louis mm. in Paris, which is an absolute just the pinnacle of French bistro. Tiny right. little restaurant that you go into, and the smell that hits you mm. straight away. I would say it's probably one of my fondest memories of eating the whole meal it. so I don't know if it's one dish that was swanky but maybe it's just the whole experience the mm. smell watching the chefs in the kitchen and just how simple all the food was but how incredibly tasty it was oh, as well brilliant so that was pro- that's probably one of the fondest memories I'd say of a I restaurant experience oh I love to hear it um, oh god I kept for bloody ages just spat down right. just, just gob down myself <laughs> did you see that I thank did. god it's a podcast I'll leave that in I've been, I was having such a nice time with that lemon. <laughs> just a bit, just flopped back out of my mouth. Just dribbling at you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, just some quick questions. A five second rule, yes or no? Oh, no. No? It's because of your work life, that. Yeah. Even at home? Uh, it's a no, it's a no. Don't force yourself yeah. into it. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> Hangover, what are you having? Uh, Bloody Mary. Great. Yes. Yes. No one said that for ages. Yeah, it's got to be. I'm not sure anyone said it that specifically either. (laughs) Um, Or quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Spicy or not? Spicy. Has to be. Um, Talk me through your Bloody Mary because this Mm, is going to be good. It's got to have a bit of horseradish in there. Yeah. It's got to be really quite spicy and quite salty as well. Yes. That, as long as it yeah 100% the yeah. celery as long as it, it's almost a meal in a glass isn't yeah. it um, and that is about yeah. the only thing that really does pull me round yeah oh it's maybe one more now and I haven't got hangover um, uh, there's no other option would you eat a person yes I think we know your husband would and you would too. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good alright great Scrunchy Yeah, but what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? Scrunchy Yeah, pretty cool. A tiger slips on a banana and it triggers a tear in time and space, which means that every time anyone feels sad or guilty, they melt into a puddle of dust, which obviously is catching because it's so sad and you feel so bad because <laughs> you made someone feel sad. Um, so every time you're watching someone melt to a puddle of dust, that makes you feel sad. So you melt to a puddle of dust. Basically, it's um, it, it's a really terrible apocalypse. Um, eventually, it's only psychopaths left, um, which is worse um, than no one at all. It's brutal. Um, luckily, the tear in space and time has promised to heal and revert us back to before it tore. But only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Helen, carry a mini, the car, full of tins of beans, up the Angel of the North and abseil back down it with it, that car of beans on your back. All the while, 
blowing raspberries constantly so that no one is able to throw any snacks into your mouth <laughs> to help you on your way. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your reward is the adulation of all people for all time. You've saved us from a really terrible apocalypse, but your reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. And bear in mind, that was knackering, getting up and down that angel with that car. You've had no snacks the whole time. It probably took you near on a day. Um, so you're starving. Um, it's, this is the opposite of a last meal in the sense that you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier so, and calmer. You can reset, have a bath, whatever. Uh-huh. But it's like, imagine your optimum eating time. Uh-huh. Pressure free. It's a fantasy. Yeah. I want to know what you'd eat and what you'd drink. You can have a who with and where if there's a who with and where. And also, I think the other thing to say is it. me and anyone listening is aware this is your only answer now. And if I'd asked you in an hour even you could give a different answer. I don't care about the health, ethics, anything. It's a fantasy situation. Right. So I think mine would be a grilled, barbecued hull turbot. Oh, oh, so good. With a green salad. Oh, what's... Oh, green salad. You've said that as if... I mean, that could mean so many things. It could. Green salad, potatoes. Mm. What sort of potatoes? Boiled? No, maybe Jersey Royals, but mm. or maybe like a Dauphinois kind of thing. Oh. With a really, really good bottle of Chardonnay. Oof. And then to finish, I'm an absolute stickler for strawberries and cream with meringues. Mmm. Love Lovely. it. Yeah. A friend did that recently for a kid's first birthday party and I thought, well, you've set the bar far too high yeah. too soon. <laughs> Thanks. You're only one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Strawberries, yeah. cream and meringues. Yeah. And where's your Chardonnay coming from? Or do you not care? No, I think I do. I think they've got a really nice one here that's from Italy. Okay. An Italian Chardonnay. I'm sure it is. I can't yeah. quite remember, but yeah, I mean, Chardonnay got a really bad name for itself a couple of, like, however many years ago. I don't care at all about what is and isn't in And fashion. I'm a massive Chardonnay yeah. fan. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's a funny thing. I mean, I digress, but like, wine is a, one of those fascinating things where, who, like, who's setting trends on that stuff? It's like a, it's, like, it's fashion. Yeah. It's all fashion. Well, food is as well, yeah. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. But that um, would be my ultimate chilling with some friends family style all the food in the middle of the table good it. bottles of wine yes yeah I love it. job Thank done you. and I just quickly want to ask you because I do feel like we were talking about fashion and I feel like chefs get to set the set some trends I want to know what's coming next like when I first started this podcast everything was pulled pulled fucking everything <laughs> yeah. and then barbecuey sickly pulled, like and then that was done badly and everywhere yeah like what's the thing that's right now in your restaurant that's going to trickle down and be on every Weatherspoons menu within a year I, definitely the thing that's that's it's not going to be Alfonso Mango that's for fucking sure no definitely the thing I'm that's not quite until this that's, that's very trendy at the minute is like wine bars with small mm-hmm. plates that's mm-hmm. quite a thing small plates just yeah. the word small plates. Yeah. I think, mean, I want a big plate. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a big plate and that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. a thing, at, a so thing at the minute. 
Yeah, um, small but, plates. I mean, this restaurant's very classical, so yeah. it doesn't really, and it doesn't verge away from that. But some of our other ones, our pub goes into right. a bit of stuff like that. And then we've got St. Vincent, the wine bar across the road, that, that ventures into stuff that's a little bit more trendy. I think there's a lot, do you know mm. what? I'm not really sure. A lot of, I'd say the Basque country are doing quite well like with their style of cooking like the barbecued fish and stuff like that is doing very well at the minute that's going to be on everyone's summer barbecue do you think yeah a blooming turbot yeah that does well Mm. contribution so so fit so good thank you for letting me try your snazzy podcast. my pleasure and thank you for doing my silly podcast my pleasure Oh my fuck, that rose panna cotta thing. Ah, I've had upwards of three dreams about it since. And whenever I think about it, I feel like crying in a good way. Follow Helen on Instagram. She's at Helen Doyle 83. That's D-O-Y-L-E, the Doyle bit. Um, Follow us. We're at the Hoovering Pod. And I am at Jessica Fosterkew on Instagram, on Twitter. Come and see me on tour, please. My show is called Wench. I'm in Edinburgh. And then from September to December, I'm going all around the UK and adding dates in other places too soon, hopefully. Go and eat Helen's food. Go to 21 in Newcastle, where she's cooking the puds. Um, I think she makes the puds for a group of restaurants in Newcastle. Follow her on Instagram and you'll find out what she's up to and where to find her flipping delicious sweet things um if you want to give the podcast any of your spare money i'd love that go to Acast supporter or patreon links to everything i've just mentioned there and links to the interesting things helen and i mentioned throughout that episode of hoovering there are as ever in the podcast notes i write them which takes a while so please do use them anything longer than a tweet you want to send me if you want links to where to buy tickets to see me do stand up go to my website jessicafosterq.com huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma Corsham, and the music is by mike greenway until in two weeks happy hoovering planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.